What's up, guys? Happy Wednesday. It's episode 90. Welcome back to the show. Jack. Hey. We had such a great day. Okay, guys. Hi. Episode 90. My mom's here. This is my first interview. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press record. I don't know what's going to happen, but my mom's here. She's gonna. We're going to talk about our day because we've been hanging out for like six days now since I've been home. Mm-hmm. It's been great. And then we're going to, she's probably going to open up and get real honest about what it's like to have a podcast host Super daughter ta- come out of nowhere. Superstar superstar whatever okay but like you're probably gonna i want to know what that's like as a mom absolutely we're gonna talk about you Mm -hmm. i don't know guys let me set the stage right we're in our living room yeah at my mom's house what is it six six forty at night it's dark out we're cold we're wearing coats we're saving the planet we're not using our heat right now we are we're conserving energy which is i don't know whatever we live in an old home and it's it's a bitch to keep this thing heated. So whatever. We're sitting here. We're cold. We're tired. It's been a great day. I'm going to do my typical format. I'm going to just talk about what we did this morning and let my mom narrate it. And then I'll chime in and she'll chime in. I don't know how to make this fun and exciting. Like I could go off the rails and, get, and say some crazy shit right now, but I'm a little bit nervous because I want to let my mom talk. So mom, go. What did we do today? Just tell everyone. Oh, oh first of all, her name's Jody. Yeah, Wait, name's did I even Jody. say her name? Yeah, Jody. J-O-D-I. That's a boy girl name, you know that? Yeah. I when I had when I had that name, I always wanted to spell it with a Y, not an I. But now that it's an I, I can't imagine it being a Y. <clears throat> so anyway, we, we got up this morning. Well, I I got up first. Actually, I slept in. The night before, I got up at two thirty. Got on the rower. Well, no, wait a minute. I read the New York Times. Had some spark. Half a cup of coffee. Got on the rower. Waited for you to get up, and we walked. And then. This morning, I was so grateful that I slept in to 5 a.m. 5 a.m., that is sleeping in. You were still in bed, so I, I got to the kitchen, had my spark, read the newspaper. You got up, and, uh, oh, yeah, you made, no, I got the water going for your your cold coffee. And uh, we got suited up. Um, I put on Robert, your brother's ski pants, a couple of, Patagonia jackets, hat, gloves, bear mace in the right hand, cop, flashlight with blades in the other hand. It's black. You saw it. It's true. Telephone on my chest, left side, reader glasses in my pocket, and we were going to go around um, go around the smaller block. So it wasn't going to be five miles. It was going to be 3.5 miles, but... Um, first thing we saw was the blue sky dark blue sky moon the big bright star jupiter jupiter that planet not star then i was looking for those three what are those three stars i always look for them every morning orion's belt orion's belt i couldn't find it this morning can i do a timeout right now yeah and talk to my coach in the locker room it's the thing i do i'm loving this this is fun no let me just say something right now this is a pod. I'm not. You're doing it. I don't have to talk. Just keep going. What else, What do we do next? We well, right now, walk. I'm kind of. Do you notice what I'm doing to my face? I did an acid peel, a blodgy acid peel. 
Are you scratching it? Yeah, because it's starting. You know, I put on that, man, it burns. I don't have any lidocaine because I'm not a surgeon. You put on that. I swear you can buy, like, black market. Yeah, we could, but I don't want to get in trouble. Numbing shit. But, yeah, my face is starting to peel now. um, Well, no one can see you, Mom. It's okay. From the clinical. It's it's a... It's do it at home clinical. Uh, got it from my dermatologist. So anyway, that's why I'm scratching my face. But it's okay. No one can see. The walk was fantastic. Uh, we head out. I live in the country. It's completely dark. So the sky is on fire. And the moon's out. Whatever's going on up there, you can see it. When you live in the city in the bright lights, you can't see that. And we got into some heavy discussion. You were setting me straight. I was setting you straight. We had a fun talk. Yeah, it was great. It was it was it was just awesome. My phone. Mom, keeps your Apple um, Watch is going off. Yeah, you know why? Because I'm getting prizes. My mom's turning into a robot. I'm not used to this. She's yeah. taking phone calls and screaming at her, yeah. screaming screaming at her wrist. It's all the so time. great. It's like, yeah, my wrist. I love it. It's like um, Dick Tracy. When I, you're too young to know what that is, but Dick Tracy was he a always talked to his. Huh? Wasn't Dick Tracy a county commissioner? Well, no, no. Dick Tracy was a movie star. It was a show. So, and, oh. and it was back when I was probably seven years old. Now I'm 55, but, or maybe I was 12, but he'd talk into his phone. And I mean, his phone, excuse it. me, I'm dyslexic. So I say things backwards, talk but he'd talk into his watch. Well, that's what I do now. It's so cool. It's fun. Okay. So we went on our walk. Uh, we, we got that down. Our, our pace was slower. Yeah, well, I'll say this about the walk. Our pace was slower. It was 17-minute 17, 17 miles, but that's because we kind of stopped. I like to clip them off at 14-minute miles. I'll say this about the walk. Yeah. I feel like the talking, the having a partner doing it is, makes it go so much faster, yeah. and it's so fun because when you think about it, the roads we walk on are so long. They're long. Well, a block, it's, it's like, a country block, so a block is one to two miles in length times four. You know, when you go around the the block, but right. um, uh, yeah, what do we do? Nice. Well, and and your your listeners need to know, there aren't a lot of houses out here. I mean, when you're walking, the reason I got bear mace in one hand and a cop billy club flashlight with blades in the other, is you know what? It just takes that one time where I'm going to need to defend myself because there's really no house so you to run pa- to. You should be packing. Yeah, well, I've thought about that, too. That's the next step. We're going into a civil war, Mom. I know. I kind of worry about that. Anywho, we got done, and then we didn't thank the Lord. Juan, my contractor, didn't didn't need me to pick up any more trim or... God, he even had me pick up 700 pounds of uh, that Calcutta tile. Mm. You know, I didn't put that in the Porsche. I, it was in Heidi's rig, my sister's rig. But so we didn't have to go to Home Depot this morning with all the c- other contractors. Yeah. What did we do? We went we into went to La Connor. We went oh, out. yeah, yeah. We had to go pick up rent. Oh, God, yeah. We picked up rent. I had to pick up rent from my tenants. And I had to put up that COVID sign, the community center. Um, you know, I've got a legal beagle sign um i love those people this Half is a them. high risk yeah it's a high risk it's a community center very small Mom. It's a, but it's a high risk area and and i've got people out there jack i got a guy that's approaching 100 years old a 90 year old that had a heart surgery yesterday all these older people and god forbid and then i got some young guns out there uh, one of them one of the persons works from walmart and there's a lot of covid 
positive cases in Walmart. She works out there. I can't have her in the community center and breathe on a 90-year-old. Yeah, that 90-year-old's fucked. That's why we rolled out there early this morning to get that sign back up. Yeah. Just people have, you know, they're they're real good, but still, it's uh, it's all about liability. Yeah. You know, lawyer lawyer kind of stuff. Mom, how do you think you're doing as a podcast guest? How am I doing? How are you doing? Let's do a check-in. I'm going to do this along the way. I've never had an interview. Yeah, checking in. You've listened to like every episode. Oh, I know. I love it. So mom, pretend like you're me right now. Bring the fucking energy. The energy up? Well, how can I I bring the energy up? I don't know, guys. We're like laying back on the couch right now. I'm laying back on the couch. You know, we walked this morning. I was on the rower. I did, instead of doing 10,000 meters in a row, I did two 5,000 meter rows with um, kick-ass music so I'd drive hard. And so I'm tired. Little John. What? You listen to li- I, I sent a video to Rob and Julia, and I said, Mom's listening to Little John out there. Yeah, Little John. You know, I'm rocking and rolling. I'm rowing hard, and I'm tired. Yeah, no and kidding. I, and I'm like, Mom, do you want to do a podcast right now? I'm ready to do it if you want to join. So, hi. Yeah, so yeah, check it. Oh, I love listening to your podcast. You're a natural. You're a natural. Um, I know when I see it, and you're going places. What does that even mean? Well, you're a conversationalist, You're um, and you're intellectual. And you're opinionated. You got to be opinionated. You've got to be um, pushing the envelope. You've got to. You've got to. I don't know what. I'm you willing would, to be hated. It, who cares? People. I mean, Jacqueline, the day you were born, people hated you. That's just people. Who cares? I was white. Who Who cares? I was white privileged when I was fucking one day old. <laughs> oh boy. Think about it. Well, listen. I looked like a black baby though. You did. You 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 had very had dark lips. skin. Your your lips were bigger than the rest of your body. You had like a little robin bird in a in a nest. But um what I was gonna say about you podcasting is you're interesting and I'm sure there's some listeners that are listening for all the right reasons, there's some that are listening for all the wrong reasons, and then there's a whole chunk in the middle and um somebody that goes 90 days in a row podcasting pulling themselves out of a dark hole um tech you're doing all um, you're doing all the technical part um you're doing your research um you're willing to expose yourself i'll tell you something right now any ceo um at a company mm-hmm. will tell you transparency is king. I'm it's taking like my cash. pants off every day. I'm flashing the world. It's flashing my to tits. To be uh, transparent hey. is to be vulnerable. Everybody, the uh, everybody walking this face of this earth um, is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And when in the best part of connecting with people is through vulnerability you got to be transparent you've got to tell the truth now for if there's any older listeners listening I mean there's some days I'm out on a walk by myself 4 a.m. and I'm listening to my daughter tell some you know what's in her closet now you know what I didn't need to know that I kind of knew that what's in my closet what what 
Yeah, when you know, it's like it, we all got skeletons in the closet. Oh, it's a phrase. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. So I was like, talking about you know, like what's in my like literally what's I, hidden well, in my closet. You were talking about Molly and shit. I don't need to know about that. Um, you know, it's kind of like I got I got dark secrets. They're not too bad. They're skeletons. Um, um, people don't need to know about them. But actually, if I told people, they could yeah. relate because they I, got them too. Can I cut you off and be a real yeah. a podcast yeah. host? So I'm conscious right now of podcast hosts that go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the whole way they nod their yeah. head and it's annoying as fuck. So I'm consciously trying to not interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. Is that okay? Yeah. I don't know how yeah. to do this. It's a normal conversation. I feel awkward right now. I don't know why. Uh, I got to say something about that, about being vulnerable. I'm a big observer, middle child. I don't know what it is about me, but I look at shit from all angles. I look all around. You're very cautious. Yeah, and I've been lo- I've been watching social media people since seventh grade. Oh God, yeah. I about I about I about piled up my BMW racing home eighty miles an hour, maybe ninety, because I heard you had a social media I had page. MySpace. A MySpace. I think I've told that story. And I stood in the kitchen and I told you to hand over your Mac. Yeah. So, let me go into this. So. I realized that the people I love following the most, the people that I love to watch, that have longevity, that I've that, that I've kept my attention for over a decade, are the people that are vulnerable. They tell you everything about their life. They're not mm-hmm. trying to curate and edit themselves into some specific mm-hmm. cookie cutter way. Because I realize there's people that do that and they're not it's like you want more from them. So now I'm at this point with my content and doing this show that I just like tell you, I'm your best friend. Like we've been friends for 10 years. Here's my mom. We're hanging out on the couch. I just want to be super normal girl next door type of shit. Not trying to like, I think in the past I struggled being honest and vulnerable. And now I'm like full on telling everything. Well, that's because you were concerned about what people thought of you. And that's very normal for, for young people I would say maybe especially females because there's so much pressure on us to be a certain way according to the general society so um, you don't want to expose yourself well, when I'm you dating. get when what remember what I said about dating yeah when you get my age you just don't care right and I'm like you know you me. got a long ways to go but if you can learn it sooner life is easier I'm pretty much trying to nip everything in the ass now in my 20s so that by the time I'm your age I'm not still dealing with that but you know what I told you about dating guys I'm like earlier when I was 18 when I first had Instagram and then you know tinder and social like dating like you see people online you get their vibe their from their pictures or videos whatever they post and that's how people like find each other and connect and it's just like the first it's like your first impression right so I feel like I struggled in my more insecure college, high school, well, coming out of high school into college days where I was really concerned about, like, if a boy on Tinder came and saw my Instagram or a boy, like, they they would judge me if I was just, like, fucking doing what I'm doing now. Like, I never really showed who I really, like, I kept things kind of dumbed down. And now I'm totally, like, your bestie. I just say, I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm comfortable. I'm really comfortable, obviously, on a microphone, but sharing my life and not being concerned about, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is the most unsexy thing ever, and that makes me insecure, and I don't know why. You know what You know what guys like? Well, first of all, first yeah, of all. Yeah, don't tell me shit. So, first of all. My mom's For some reason, women, this. women, uh, well, this is a true story. So, f- for some reason, girls are attracted to bad boys, 
it mm-hmm. is human nature and guys are, are attracted to hookers but those <laughs> relations it's true okay it's true well i must be a hooker well so what i'm what i'm trying to They're say those okay. relationships are lusty and you know what they they really never they really aren't meant to be for a lifetime partner and 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 what what i would hope would cross your path would be somebody like your bro he is a kind smart thoughtful man period period he's not a player but he's a bad boy if he needs to be he needs to beat someone up, he'll fucking do that's it. That's different. But I'm talking about... Um, oh, God. Bad boys are... That was really bad. I, I taught... Hey, hey, listeners. <laughs> listen. My my children, my children, they had lessons how to eat at a table, fold a napkin. Etiquette. Etiquette, man. Big time. I'm they, the best one, right? Yeah. I mean, so she knows that, you know, burping and passing um, gas and all that jazz um, Girls is don't natural, that but... Uh, Girls don't pass gas. Girls don't fart. No. Well, if you eat too much dairy, they you don't. Might, huh? I don't have that issue. Yeah. Can't really. That's true. You don't. Your sister does because of dairy. She's like a that fucking protein. five minutes after ice cream. She's yeah, she blowing shouldn't. No, nah, it's a protein thing. Up. Well, but what I'm what I'm saying, Jack, and what you're talking about boys and not being yourself around them because you're concerned what they would think. Um, I'm fucking obnoxious. I feel like I'm too much. That's what I've been told. I think I scare people. Well, I don't whoever know. told you that. Give me their name they're, and address. No, I'm I know track that's. Them down. I know that's on them, and they're insecure and they can't deal with it. But I don't know. I think I think that the that's why I'm like I need to. If fucking you could, f- if when when you're totally in love with yourself, your heart and soul will open up, and the right person will walk in. And I hope that person resembles your grandfather, my dad. Is there any, are there any farmers out there? Well, yeah, I mean, he was a successful farmer businessman, but if you, you saw you saw your grandpa today, he is a he's a man's man. Mm-hmm. Um and he can be a tough son of a buck Bitch. and he's hard working and and he puts my mom on a pedestal. And and he is kind and gentle with everybody. Okay? You don't need some hot shot um big stud that's looking at himself in the mirror twenty four seven, pounding six packs. We already know. Okay. No, I don't have Shoot, that. Shooting it up every night. You no. don't need that. That's just the anxiety and the stress of that lifestyle. Mom, I'm not. A, I'm not attracted to those men at all. What you're describing, mm-hmm. like those oh, macho, like that's kind of fun to look at them. <laughs> Whatever you're saying, bad. But like I don't. I I can smell that shit and I sniff it out and I'm like no, it's obvious because I'm I'm at this phase in my twenties where I'm ready to. Like, the next boyfriend, the next relationship, I don't want to just, like, I th- do a two-month, no commitment, like, just a stupid little thing. I really am looking at long-term now. Like, well, could this develop Could this develop into a, a long-term committed relationship slash marriage? Are you my well, future, think- like, husband slash father? Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't pick mine, and I'm not going to pick yours, but just general generally speaking um all of my children and you're one of you're one of three are um you're empathetic you're compassionate you're hardworking, you're kind you're loving and you're very strong-willed and um you you have an opinion what i want and it's going to take a um a a man that's assured of himself that um, is accomplished and accomplished doesn't mean 
to, to me, accomplished doesn't equal money. Accomplished is just um, they get up every day and they're, they're balanced. They're in awe of the world. They're alive. They're giving. They're serving. I just want to have fun with someone. Yeah, that's what it's about. Well, I was thinking about it like I – how do I say this? I know I can be a little entertainer, and that's what I usually bring to the relationship. And I feel like it's either – you either like that or it's, like, too much. Because I feel like you have to – if you're dating me, you have to be up for, like, a fucking fun time all the time. I'm just fun. I'm not going to be a little, like, full of myself person right now, but I – and by saying that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, like – I don't know. I, I, I actually – so earlier this year, I was dating someone, and I feel like that was a turnoff because I was, like, too – I don't know, out there. Or he wanted to be the funny one, and I was the funny one. But I'm, like, we can both be funny and have a good time. It's I don't know. I just, like – I seem like I, – I feel like guys get, like she, – she's just, like – they don't want me to talk or something. I don't know. Then you're with the wrong guy. I know. You move along. Red flag. Grandma would say red flag. You move along. But is it like a you dominant know. masculine vibe I give off? Because I'm like so not like that. Um, so you're, you're a modern woman and you're very intellectual. And to ease your um, insecurities, because we all have them, you... Um, are funny you're funny and that can be intimidating and well first of all when you walk in a room you don't need to say anything you're just beautiful and that's intimidating well, and that's intimidating and I always told you should I just told- get a muscle what I should just wear a muscle like a dog just like no, why would you practice being a quiet person you're, who you're not with your anything. people then what you're not with your people then I know so if you're with people where you think you need to be muzzled move along <laughs> you're not with your people and there's nothing wrong I'm with joking. them. Well, the thing is, that's what people, there's where people are, they're overthinking it. If if you're with a group of people or you're dating a guy and it doesn't feel right, there's nothing wrong with the guy or the people. You're just with the wrong people. So you move along. So you move along. I know it sounds like I'm hung up on this. I'm really not. We can move past this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really not, not hung up on like, no. oh, my personality is too much for a man. I'm just saying like, if you're going to date me, my mom's right. Like. I just you need to be a comp. I think he needs to be accomplished. But what's his energy? Uh, Cause you know what I've been with. Oh God. So is that? <laughs> Let so, me tell you that. Mm. <laughs> mm. So, mm. I feel like what? Okay, man who came here to this house. You, yeah. I'm not gonna use names. Yeah. From London. Yeah. His energy versus. He, he was a nice guy. So that kind of energy. Yeah like more calm calm cool collected thoughtful uh um it's kind of like six four what <laughs> the I guys th- don't like when oh I yeah say six four yeah the height she requirement. Likes him tall. well your dad was tall your dad i guess he's shrinking i haven't seen him yeah, in a bit but like um height. he's tall i mean generally your dad's a and that's a joke your six, dad's a handsome man. over six foot is my requirement yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's you actually know, for if sure you, If you look at the examples in your life, your grandfather's intelligent, smart, kind man, who's more quiet, where grandma's more theatrical and chit-chatty. Yeah. If you look at your parents, uh, your dad was more 
um, quiet, mm-hmm. deep thinker, kind of goofy though. He's the, I'm and, and I was dad. a powerhouse. I'm so, dad. Yeah, and I was a powerhouse. Um, uh, you know, don't force it. It's gonna walk in front of you and and shock the hell out of you when yeah. it happens. No rush. Yeah, mom, I want to give you grandbabies. Well, I grandkids. you know that'll happen when it happens. Don't you want little shit? Well, of course, but it's not like I said, you didn't pick mine, I don't pick yours. There's no there's no time. There's no um there's no pressure on you from me, that's for Do sure. Do you think I will pop out a child by 32? I'm 26, possibly. Anything's possible. S- 6 years. Anything's possible. Can't do the math. I think I had four kids by your age. No, three kids. Where did I say four? Oh, because one didn't work out. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was traumatizing. Not really. You almost lost me. Yeah, that's true. I was almost lost. That's true. I oh yeah. In the toilet. No. She almost burned in my shoe. Or your, sh- I almost fell in my mom's shoe. Yeah, I was, I was visiting my best. <laughs> Did friend. we even talk about our day? We went on a walk and yeah. then we started talking about yeah, relationships. I was, I was visiting my best friend who had brain surgery. I had this the cutest pink matching sweat suit on. I had your little sister. She would have been one years old, and uh, uh, at a placenta previa. And basically, the placenta moves, rips. Your shoes fill up with uh, blood. Ended up in the ER, but they found a heartbeat. Of, uh, on you but I didn't they said I don't think I think you lost your baby found a heartbeat on you and I I was deep in the second trimester, trimester yeah and it all worked out look at you That's no flaws wild. there's no heartbeats flaws. are freaky like it just starts and it never fucking stops till you're dead what's that it's cr- it's kind of freaky like you remember think about it I'm in your tummy I'm yeah. in your uterus and like there's a little heartbeat they find and I can hold my heart right now. It's still, it's still going. Heartbeat, like it's kind of wild, wild. So okay, let's talk about our day. So then, uh, yeah, mom, I don't know. I'm the host. Oh, that's right. Let me drive charge. this ship. I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, w- you well, you know, it's really funny. I just got a notification. I got a Zoom meeting with my with my board of directors at 7 p.m. It's supposed to be 7 a.m. Um, why are I'm we talking about sure your schedule? Well, what? It's about this is my show. I know it's your show, but I just got that notification. So you keep. Do you want to read all your emails? No. So <laughs> you keep talking, and I've got to fix this real quick. Yeah. Okay, guys. So let me talk about our day. So we walked. It was great. I love morning walks. She's tr- she's convincing me that I should get up before the sunrise, and see the stars. So I think when I go back to San Diego, I'm gonna do. I won't just close my location. <laughs> My mom's so worried about that. She's like, if you're going on walks alone, I'll just bring your, uh, what do you bring, bear bear spray? and Bear mace. It's huge. You saw that canister. That sucker shoots about eight feet out. Yeah. And then I've got the police. The police. It's a true, it's a police uh, baton light with a blade on it. It shards on it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mess around. So I'm convinced I'll start doing walks because I stayed inside here and hung out with her for like four days over the weekend after Thanksgiving. And I basically did one yoga session or two, no, two yoga sessions and I never went on a walk. So looks like I'll be walking when I get back because I'm kind of already addicted two days in. All right, let me move forward from our, this is like dry. We went on a walk. Who wants, like, thanks for tuning in to episode 90. Jacqueline and her mom went on a walk. Okay. So after the walk, we kind of like came inside and just like oh no I sat okay let me tell you what I did so I sat on her slide 
big flex. Wow, we're so rich, white privilege, holy shit. We have a pool in our backyard with a water slide. Okay, please write, write me a one-star review on how uh, privileged I am and how much <laughs> mom's fucking ringtone's going off. My phone, yeah. It's, uh, uh, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm just saying, I sat on the slide and watched the sunrise like come over the mountains and I was staring in the sun and it felt so amazing. And I'm like, holy, I love where I live. There's swans and ducks in the backfield. It's really cold out. There's cows off to the left. It's like the most zen shit I've done all year. Because you have to remember, I haven't been home here since last Thanksgiving. So in 2020, I haven't set foot in this house or been around here. So it was so nice. And I was kind of emotional just sitting there and going, wow, this is paradise. I'd love to, um, I don't know, like I'm not opposed. I was telling my mom, like, I'm not opposed to coming back and settling down here like I could totally raise a family here but I don't know because it's so much there's so much to consider with like life and where I end up and who I end up dating and all that stuff but it's so nice here it's just so it's like I just like the fields and the sunrise it was such a pretty sunrise the stars were out it was so cool so whatever we did that I drank coffee my mom I don't know like a shower I took a cold shower again this is like boring stuff what did we do before we, we just we told your listeners about 20 minutes ago we, we went and I oh collected I just rent. went back a step I went I went and collected rents and then I posted the COVID sign to keep people safe then we headed to the bank post office office we're swinging in to park my car and my Grandpa. dad calls me he wants to come in and see me at my office so he came in we had a lovely visit and uh, he went about his day, and uh, uh, you were doing some work, your PR work, and I was working. We talked for a good, like, two hours. Oh, yeah, we, we chit-chatted, and um, I told you I wanted to be back on that rower at uh, 3 p.m., so we headed out early. And, and uh, I don't know if your listeners know this, but in our town, we got COVID cases mm-hmm. blowing up, so... so y- do I have COVID? No. Uh-uh, we don't I have, have guys, COVID. I have a, sc- I have a little, uh, uh, in no, the back no of my throat, no, no, deep no, no, down. No, you don't. All the way to the bottom of my throat. Yeah. yeah. There's just a little onset of like, no, you don't uh, have what is COVID, that? But, but, um, kind of our, our town's kind of on lockdown in a way. So, um, what did you say we're going to do? We're going to go into, we're going to quarantine. Oh yeah. So I thought, oh yeah. So yeah I think well gosh everybody else is quarantining you know let's hang out at home and not do a thing but I my mind doesn't work that way um we got to go to the office we are here overly cautious in a good way because grandparents we we've got grandparents I'm a cancer patient uh I don't you're you're, a former cancer patient well I'm always one I'm on high watch she's in she's in remission um what matters is my um I don't have very many white cells like a normal person right. if I get sick. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm a normal person. You wouldn't even know that. But So we've come this far of not getting COVID, and so there's no reason to push the envelope and be cavalier about it. Wear the mask. Stay away from people. Uh, we don't need to be in grocery stores. We have a lot of lovely... Well, we might need... We're going to do what we've been doing all yeah, year. We but now the cases lettuce. are going up and we're considering yeah, our family and grandparents. Yeah, big time. Blowing up in this community. But so we came home. You have you nappy pooed. 
Yeah, I was like, even napping. Was I napping at the office too? Yeah. You Mom, my whoop straps, so it was an hour and 27 <laughs> minutes of a nap. Really? Wow. And I had a, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast in front of you. I had a vivid dream about a boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's all. We kissed and held hands. Okay, right And we on. drank milkshakes at the diner. Wow, that's sweet. Yeah. And then I dreamed about grandma and grandpa on our trip that we're going to do. Yeah. And then a hospital situation and a fucking ventilator. And then I got paranoid and then I woke up. Wow. I didn't take my meds today. What time is it? I was supposed to take them at two. My mom's like, you shouldn't have said that. First time I've skipped ever. It's because I nap during when I usually take my med. Mm -hmm. Guys, I was depressed. You guys all know if you're new, I got a, a little dose of an antidepressant. A lot of people have a little dose of antidepressant to get them on the other side of the river. It's just a little bridge with some good counseling, family love. Um, you know, everybody bobs and weaves and dips, and um, there's no reason to fight it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm just oh, like, why would you be? But you can probably tell, guys, we can, that's pretty much our day. I napped, we watched tv no wait a minute you wouldn't help me move an old kitchen table out to put it for free so i i got on the road i moved the dresser yeah you did so, we'll, 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 so okay i'll tell the story we're putting it all out and the all the stuff i do not want i don't haul it to the goodwill i put it out in my driveway i put free in spanish and english and people pick it up and it's out of here and it's lovely stuff i just don't need it anymore well I felt super bad. She went out to finish her rowing, and I was like, she's like, Jacqueline, real quick, we should just haul out the furniture and put it out for free right now. And guys, I have a little, in the back of my throat, I feel like I have COVID. I'm just being dramatic right now, but I was kind of in that mode of like, I don't feel good. I was in the middle of like, just sitting there, waking up from a nap, but I felt so bad. I'm like, mom, we've had such a great day. In my head, I'm thinking this. So while she's rowing, I hauled the heavy dresser out and like, clean the entire kitchen you don't know this i wiped all the cabinets oh thank you well i did 90 percent of it mm -hmm. thank you well and the reason it's important that we get it out of here is come friday we're, we're going we're driving six hours picking up a 26 foot the biggest u-haul truck a semi yeah well there's a semi coming in the following or whenever heidi's going but uh we're gonna load and go and uh your sister's furniture is going to be going in the extra bedroom and storage. That, that'll be where it'll go until she finds a condo um, or however she's going to be choosing right. to live um, in her new position. Yeah. So, you know, we got to empty things out. Got to, you know, got to stay on schedule. Just felt bad. I was like, oh, I don't want to ruin the day and be like this. What was I just going to say? We were talking about, oh, let's wrap this to talk about something else because we just mentioned her whole day. Do you remember? What were we going to talk about? I don't know. Podcasting. You Doing maybe. your PR job. PR, no. Um, I was like, that's probably good because we just talked to, we just did our entire itinerary, what we did today. Mm -hmm. So on your podcast, I remember I told you. You just say whatever you want. You take yeah, over. Yeah, I like yeah. when you so, talk. Just so, let me like sit you know, back. Uh, you know, I don't know who your listeners are. It doesn't matter. And what matters is you're refining your skills and I know without a shadow of a doubt, if you, uh, if you um, put into to work with a podcaster or join a podcaster or 
go into radio or television, you'd be picked up right away. Um, and I know that's not your goal, uh, but that's the talent you have. You have all the skill set, and it's exciting to watch you do that for yourself. And everything, you are where you're supposed to be today. This is happening because it's part of what you're supposed to be doing, and it's lovely. It's amazing. It's weird. The last time I saw you, this July. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fun. But compared, because you total different person. No, no, no. Now you're you're back to Jack. You're you're the you're back to the person you always were. You just got in a slump. Everybody gets in yeah, a slump. Yeah, but it's like the it's like the it's honestly like the therapy and the meds took me to a new planet. I feel like I've never been more myself and more comfortable and well, happy. Yeah. Well, you're putting in a lot of hard work. You see, if you, if mm. you know, I'm not a psychiatrist or a clinical person, but I've been around the block a few times. You're putting in the hard work to take care of yourself. You believe that's important. And that's, it's not easy to do. And you're doing it um, in a format that most people wouldn't dare to do. Okay. Yeah. They they just wouldn't. They might journal on paper, talk in private, or most people don't do anything because it's hard work. It's hard work to face your weaknesses. It's hard work to face what you're scared of. It's hard work to um, move forward, especially now in a pandemic uh, where everything around you's falling apart. And you're in your 20s trying to figure out who you are and what you're going to do with your life. But the number one thing you got going t- for you that will always work for you, you will never starve, is because you're a worker. That ass. You're a worker. All my kids are workers, period. I had you guys picking up sticks in the yard when you were five, six, and seven. Uh, and you guys would say, why we're doing this? It's because you were working. You know, I purposely I've told that story. I, did that you? was the worst chore, yeah. worst task Picking we up ever six. had to do. I purposely got you guys farm animals. We weren't farmers, but I purposely got you farm animals because my dad always says, "Hey, what are you eating for?" Well, I'm hungry. Well, did you do your morning chores feeding the animals? The animals can't feed themselves. So see, then you kids learned how to take care of something. I just want a pet. Yeah, I know. You're. I don't know why. This is one thing you could ask your psychiatrist or s- uh, your your counselors. Why do you slip back into um, being a baby? I don't know. Mom, I wasn't baby talking. Guys, she's on this thing with me. She. Here's what it is. I just want to nurture something. And oh, no, yeah. the baby talk is a joke because I'm trying everything. I've got a social media addicted mother. I'm being funny. And... I'll be on the couch trying to get her attention, trying to talk to her, and she'll be neck down in her phone, scrolling social media, and I'm like, mom, mom, mom. So then I start baby talking. I'm like, mommy, mommy. I'm like, what will it take for well, me first to get all, the other night, The other night, so I read. And I, you're making fun of my toy I bought at Target. Right. That was kind of silly. But it's cute. The, I would buy, think of it. You're at this time, you're, when you were my age, well, you didn't have kids quite yet. You would have bought yep. that toy for your baby. That's, that's I'm just, true. what is this, nesting? I don't know. I'm pre... The other night I wasn't <laughs> scrolling social media. I was doing research on a guy that bought the house down the way, mm. and I didn't like what I read. You know, I was doing what background was his check. conviction? What? What was his thing? 
Uh, he was convicted of uh, cyberbullying. It was disgusting, man. <laughs> we have a cyberbully in the no, neighborhood. No, was serious. What he did, it involved, it involved, let's just say it, it involved... Nude photos. Um, yeah, sending nude photos of his ex-wife to his girlfriend. Okay, that's... I mean, and well, here's... I mean, here's... Some people d- are into that kind of shit. Well, the ex-wife wasn't. Well, she got, she went after him for it. The ex-wife wasn't, and you know there's some laws out there on the books, and it ended up it ended up in else? the highest court in our state. Was there anything else he did? I feel like there's something. Yeah, else. There's all sorts of stuff, and I, you know, so I, you know, first of all, it's a lovely house. I knew the husband and wife. He died of cancer. Then she she sold the house. Lovely, you just lovely, and now this knothead's going to be living there, and I just wanted to know who bought it. And uh, so I get a name. I just poke it in, you know, background check, and holy cow! That's what you're doing when I yeah, was yeah. That's talking. what I was doing. So so Mommy. so I was doing that, and then also I read a lot of. Um, oh, I was listening to the Pope tonight. Um, in, you know, I in uh, Italian. Well, he's speaking Italian. Or is it Spanish? No, my, it was Spanish. Excuse me, and I understood some of it. Um, que pasa? Uh, um, buenas noches. But um, I know I read it in English. Um, but I do. I am on social media checking my kids. Got to see if they're still kicking. Um, Mom, I wasn't accusing you of being a social media addict. I was saying why baby talked. Excuse yeah. me. That. Ah, the other night I was like how can I get your attention you will not respond Yeah. but you said true. ask your psychiatrist why you baby talk well here's the thing I'll tell you when I ran through the house when I first came here yeah. like a five year old it's because I was happy to be home Yeah. I'm totally. happy I have this I don't know where it comes from or why I do it I just have this energy that comes out when I'm really happy that's like I'm five again mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a negative like what? It's, it's it's okay to be childlike. You know, when I really think about it. I just it, like to have fun. I'm like a little kid again. Yeah, and I'm know. home. I'm with my mom. Yeah. Mom always takes care of business. And it's like I get giddy. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah! Yeah. I need to like get that energy out. Actually, Robert's like that too. I Julia's could go play on like a playground that. like little Julia, kid. All, all, all of you guys are that way. I think it means I'm happy though. Genuinely. Yeah. like. Yeah. I would say it's the happiest you've been coming home in a couple years. Yeah. Because we had some rough spots. I had fake happiness before. Yeah, I could tell you. It's a fake bitch. Yeah. Well, I was seeking the wrong stuff Mm -hmm. where now I'm in tune with what's important and what I really want out of life. And I've simplified and boiled everything down where I could tell you on five fingers exactly what I'm going to do with my life. Like, as of now, like I've, instead of being in the past, I think I was stretched into so many different avenues of curiosities and hobbies and interests and I was doing things that were not necessarily good for my mind no and allowing people to you were I was allowing people into my life that were not good for me right you were places you had no business of being but um you're not the only one it's that's just part of learning you had to you had to learn but I won't go I won't the change I'm making moving forward is changing who I am I will not morph and shape shift into something different than who I really am to appeal to other people and to make them like me more because I think in the past especially relationships I would try to curate and try to like I dumb myself down and if I spoke my mind I was told not to I was in a bad situation so 
I think I'm at a better place now where I know exactly how to like navigate that and get and avoid people that trust, yeah trust me. me trust me there are going to be people that come into your life that are going to appreciate who you are they're going to get great energy from you they're going to be excited to see you um, one of them will put you on a pedestal um, it's just going to be great so often Hurry so, up. Where are you at? So often, though, um, people, um, they're not honest with themselves. And if you're not honest with yourselves, how the hell can you be honest with a partner? Yeah. If you don't love yourself, how are you able to love somebody else or let somebody love you? It just, just doesn't work. Okay. Mom, yep. coming at me with the the quotes. It's true, though. I will, I'll say this. I'm forced... Or I'm pushing myself to be honest on the show every single day of the week. So I feel this sense of closeness like I've never felt before with who I am. And you say I'm very opinionated and I have these thoughts because I'm talking about it all the time. And so I think that's healthy. But I do recognize that this is not a, and you could probably comment on this, this is not a, I'm a called me a modern woman. You know, I'm a podcast host out of nowhere literally just like I didn't plan this you know that and it's kind of like not it's there's a small population of people out there that talk to themselves every day and make it an official show thing mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of podcast hosts in, that do these things but I don't know there's something about it that I don't know what my like the long-term effects are because so far short-term effects are all positive I feel mentally clear and healthy and, and with it. Mm-hmm. But is this, do I need, like in five years, am I going to go insane? Like, I don't know. I mean, look at like the Joe Rogans of the world have been doing this for a long time. They just, I mean, he's doing a lot of interviews, exclusively like interviews. But if I talk to myself alone <laughs> every day, I don't know. It's like journaling. You were right. It's like journaling. It's like journaling. And this is happening for a reason. And you're going to find out what the reason is. And you know what, Jack? You may not. You don't know this. You may not end up being a podcaster like you envision today. Nonetheless, what you are doing today is surging you forward to where you're supposed to go. All right. It's never a straight line. I mean, I started out as a journalist, anchor, reporter. I just want to be a trophy wife. Oh, God, please. <laughs> oh, how boring. I think it sounds fun. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be a great trophy wife. Oh, gosh. Talk to a trophy wife. I could be a then trophy wife who... Why are you... Why? Why... Why would you want to be? I don't understand. That. Sounds fun. Just being like all. a hot wife. Not at all. I'll be a hot wife, but I'll be also doing my own shit. I tell you, I'll tell you something. You know that I'll never just. I'll like tell rely you something. My grandma something. told me. She said, and my mom pushed me hard to be a professional. Thank the Lord she did, because had she not done that, you kids wouldn't have gone to college. You know, you wouldn't be eaten. And but my my grandma told me I think it was just about a hundred years. Well, she told me it several times, but what I remember, the last time she told me it stuck, and I think it's because she was a hundred or a hundred and two. I'm not sure, but she said, um, she'd always tell me 
to be a professional woman with a career because you never know if your man's going to leave you. Okay? All right. Mine left me. We all know that. Facts. Yeah. Like, boom, exit, ciao. Took another path. Uh, you know, not going back. Remarried. High school sweetheart or whatever that's called. But um, it's important. You can be that trophy wife, but it's important that you have a life for yourself. Mom, I know these things. Okay. Well, I'm kind of getting concerned here. You're like, she's going to just... I'm never... The thing is, I could never just rely on a man and just like be an arm piece of arm cam- candy you know what I mean I you will always you raised that way no but I have this ambition like that's all my own I want to be independent and do my thing but I can also be the hot trophy <laughs> you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not gonna just like not have a career and just like well here let me tell you something. you know me let I'm me like, tell you something for all the boys out there listening oh, the truth is the boys would rather see their girl without those ugly fake eyelashes, three inches of pancake, um, five inches of lipstick, and their hair is so sprayed up with stuff. A guy just wants to see their girl um, fresh and clean, no makeup, natural hair, and a t-shirt. But sometimes you can sex it up. Now, a guy that needs a trophy wife is usually some fat ass. I mean, have you seen some of them? I mean, this is funny. (laughs) They got to lift up. 78 years old. 78 years old. uh, Or 66 years old. uh, Big alcohol belly just you know that big pop belly hanging over and then there's this chick that's about 32 years old twiggy um that's got you know the fake lashes on you know that's all for the man's ego do you know how miserable that trophy wife is some people could just lonely miserable and um well if that's what you want to go for good luck i'm not being serious i'm not that's just, just kidding. That's that man's a pig that does that. Okay, pig. well, different strokes for different folks. But, but you know, some women like get they just like they're. I won't say they're into it, but they're able to just do. They're selfish. They, no, the women, not the men. I'm saying they can just be that for the man and like deal and put up with it. Why? Why would you put up with because something? of the the bag they're getting fucking purses and trips and shit and manicures. You can buy that for yourself. And that yeah, just, I know, you know but what? it's a different way Every, to do it. You can you can get the Gucci bag. However you, you want to make your money, who gives a fuck? No swearing. Um, no swearing. I know. I think I taught you to say the F word when you are five. No, dad um, taught me how to say fuck. Oh, gosh. Okay. He so, taught me how to emphasize. So all, all the stuff in the world doesn't make you happy. You were... Oh, I learned that. The happiness that you have, you were born... What you need, you already have. You're born with it. It's our society that takes chips chips away chips away chips away gucci purses versace i don't know all that fancy stuff there are so many miserable people some of the happiest people have nothing material you know materialistically they have nothing i'm all for i'm i do think money buys you happiness in certain ways it makes life more comfortable right but i get more what comfortable mean. i were obviously on the same page about that i'm like you're yelling at me for wearing sweatpants you're like you should not wear that stuff my mom i told the story you went to the the first day at the office this week i'm waking up yeah i'm getting a wake-up call to go on a five-mile walk next thing i know i'm sleeping in because i can't do it 
I come, my mom comes home. By the time I wake up, she's already in heels and mm-hmm. a dress, That's makeup, right. hair That's done, right. going into the office by mm-hmm. herself because there's no, like, mm-hmm. people aren't coming to the office. And I'm just looking at myself like, I'm a piece of shit. I wore sweatpants. And you made a comment tonight. Well, I'm in tighter clothes. Those are very nice. Um, those are Lulu's. Those are nice. Um, she finally saw the shape of my body. And you look fantastic. <laughs> You look fantastic. See, your DNA is perfect because you're the right height, and you're 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 athletic fit. Are you curvy. sexualizing? What? <laughs> you're athletic fit, uh, curvy. Um, girls are going. Where listen, did we get our ass, mom? I know. I I I. Where did we get it? I don't know. I've had it my whole grandma life. Grandma doesn't have like. Grandma, I think it must be from grandpa's grandpa? side. But um, did Dort? No, did no, 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 no. It, well, we're athletic, so when but you're using just giant, when ass you're losing from. your glutes, when you're using your muscles, they're gonna they're gonna stay fit. But you know, women are are buying fake underwear with fake butts in it. You, we got you know, you've got all. Yeah, that. but we're buying fake tits for ourselves. Well, mine got cut off, so they had to be fixed. Um, they did. Well, the, they look great. Mastectomy. We could do an entire podcast on your. 13 surgeries. Oh, I know, right? And what no, one you look year? great, Jack. You you need to put away all the triple X, double X, big sweatshirts and stuff and start wearing clothes that are your size. But I'm a millennial, I'm depressed. No, you're not. <laughs> you're you're absolutely not. This is what I will say about Jacqueline to the listeners out there. It wasn't her fault. She was sandwiched between two siblings and they're right now what are you guys 25 26 27 they're all a year apart and yeah. so so she was sandwiched in between so we got a big dominant not big physically but a a very dominant alpha female and then you and you're an alpha female and then you're am i yeah you are i don't very feel like i am and you are absolutely and um f- and less femi- than her maybe not mm Mm-mm. What do you mean? I don't think so. Well, my point is, Jacqueline, you had to fight for uh, to be heard. You had to fight for your time. Like, well, that's um, why I'm. I do shit to try to get yes. people's attention. I I'm mean, like, I need attention. My you know, family I, was. I, Robert comes home. I'm nursing him. You're grabbing him and and mo- remo- You know, moving him so you could sit on my lap. No, you were he always, was my kid. I know. He yeah, wasn't you, your kid. But you always were fighting to be heard and seen always and that has to do with birth order and the oh, fact it does. it does you were sandwiched in between them julia you- was the firstborn favorite and then i come along i think i'm the perfect child to be honest and then robert got all the attention he was the baby and he was the first boy and he was the first boy God, but was gorgeous i think my position i think the first one you learn as a parent you're like this is your first kid it's like the guinea pig everything's a test you've never gone through it before Second kid's a perfect child because it was a decision, right? I was the choice. I wasn't an accident, yeah? Mm-hmm. You, I was an accident baby? No, none of my babies <laughs> were. None of my babies. But I feel like the second born is the perfect child. I well, love being a little child. All the children are a perfect person, individuals. I'm, Mom, I'm fucking around. It's not right, but my point is your sister, she was the, she was the uh, chief of everything. So, so... You know, firstborn, um, she was automatically put in charge. I had three snot-nosed kids. When other kids would come over and play, she's the pecking order. It started with her. She's the boss. And she, I always had to. I, I didn't physically 
um, clobber her, but I'm sure I wanted to because I had to keep a reins on her to not clobber you. You know, we physically fought, and I had to. I and and she would put you in your place for no reason. I always had to correct her. I worked on that very, very, very hard. Were Julie and I ever like? You guys are good friends now. Yeah, but when we were little, little like Bella's, like when we were like two, Mm -hmm. how was that? Well, so she would have been three. You would have been two. Were we like best friends or on competition? Um. I'll tell you this for without a shadow of a doubt. You were never, you might have been in competition because that's just natural human instincts, but you would always bow down to her. I would bow down. So if, and you, and you guys were so close in age, you look like twins. I was so, like her dog just submitting. Like so me. if you were the golden retriever, so if, if you two, if there was one, if you had one cookie in your hand, but she wanted it, you wouldn't just break it in half and share. You would give it to her. So you always, you always, um, and just like when you guys were here for Thanksgiving, she's sitting on the couch saying, get me a cocktail. You're grabbing it. She's, I wait on her. She, yes. You serve her. But you've I kind of like that. I like always being a done that. For, you've, I like to You've always it. done that, but I got to hey, tell wait, you. That backfired if, on me. Right. But you've uh, always done over exhausting myself for someone right. else who didn't reciprocate. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. Um, but siblings are different. It's different yeah. with your sibs. But um, she reciprocates that she looks after you. Looks, she's um, she's well, good. She protects it. Yeah. She protects me. She's and mama bear. Guides me, and I've said this, and this is probably good for you to know here on the show right now. I've speaking of siblings, I can clock two specific conversations with Rob and Julia that were super impactful in my like in the changes I've made to be where I'm at today so they in two separate conversations Roberts was last year in Vegas after Skrillex you don't probably want the details but that was really no I, I knew about that he had his hand on my shoulder. We were watching yeah. the sunset. It I was knew about that. Really big moment. And Julia's the conversation that she had me, you, and her this summer. That was rough. Calling me out, being like, "Jacqueline, you're you look like shit. You're depressed. What the hell?" Yeah, that was. This tough isn't love. you. That was tough love. Tough love in a good way, but like, I'm so grateful for the like them mm-hmm. because. If I was just doing it on my own, if I didn't have any influence from them or, you know, mm-hmm. you obviously, I would I don't. Everybody needs, everybody needs to have those safe, loving, insightful conversations with people that care deeply about them. Family that, doesn't And in our case, in our case, um, we're, we're all respectful of each other. We respect each other's boundaries most of the time. And we can have tough conversations and and um, not desert each other because mm-hmm. we care about each other. Yeah, it's fun being us right now. Like just we're so we're all adults and we're like mature so we can have these conversations mm-hmm. that are and, and we're receptive to the feedback. Like I am willing to change and willing to work on myself so much right now. So I'm kind of excited when I get called out like what we had like I made a scene on fucking Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, that was that And was, I got I got helpful feedback from that yeah, that, that was, was like good. That was awesome. Feedback. And I thought about it and now moving forward I can clock that and remember uh-huh. 
absolutely i just want to be like a better person i don't know i don't well it doesn't come naturally to me i have struggles <laughs> sometimes i pop off and i have to get the i have to calm myself down i think you're doing just i'm fine. passionate i am very passionate yeah mm-hmm. and i'm strong-willed and i yeah, absolutely i have to release the fact that not everyone has my brain and doesn't see things the way I do and so it can be frustrating sometimes because I'm trying to convince everyone to get what I get like understand how I think and You're deeply intellectual but people are entitled to their own mindsets and thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. about certain topics yeah. and I should not try to convince them so hard to change and you should come to my to side them. you or, should listen to them yeah no and that's what I've learned now just like talk shut less, the fuck up, talk, Jacqueline. Get off. Just less up. and listen. You, you know, I, 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 I don't learn anything when I listen to myself talk. But <laughs> I really. learn. I learn a lot by listening to others. But that's been a process. That has been a process because I'm a natural born leader. Um, everybody's shoving me out there front, like, oh, Jody will do it. So I've just been groomed that way my whole life. It's my calling. Um, and as I've aged and gotten older, it's kind of nice to take a step back and listen, observe, and not say much. And you've noticed that I'm more quiet. I'm not in parenting mode. I'm, um, I'm a consultant. If you want my opinion, ask my opinion. Other, other than that, I'm going to sit and, and enjoy my, uh, my adult children. I know. I'm just a fucking... I'm a f- scene. Pardon me? I'm, a, I'm just... I'm making your eyebrow raise every, like, taking a nap. Yeah, yeah, but that's probably, so, that's probably because you're you're home, you're on a different schedule, um, you're letting it all hang out, and that's what every parent wants. I had two pieces of cake tonight. Isn't that good, that gingerbread cake I made? So, no, 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 when you come home, your sister does it too, I mean, she sleeps a lot when she comes home, because she lives such a fast pace with some stress pressure and at home you're safe there's food now that your guys are drinking age there's beverages you can just Wait, hang out and have, have fun we should have had a beverage tonight yeah no I, I do you want to turn this into a do want do we want do we want to compete i should wrap this up jack no it's i was gonna just late. offer this up to you do, do we want to compete with the the joe rogan experience and make this three hours we're in an no. hour and 12 minutes can't do three hours Jack. imagine that we could pour a beverage get no, lit no no he had a sober october what's he doing in november no they didn't do it this year oh i thought they did they didn't because they all wanted to drink on election night oh that i get or it. some shit which is yeah. november 3rd wait what was that all about i don't know whatever yeah um what was i gonna say we can wrap it, but yeah, uh, I think we should wrap it up or it's your show, but this is what I want to say going forward, uh, to bring in consistent, see with what you're doing. I really miss, um, I really loved it when you had the coffee fact, I, cause I could count on that and it was interesting. And then I, and then I really loved it when you would give us an update on the news because I'm a news hound. I mean, before before I hit the road or the rower, I've already read about 45 minutes of news that's going on in the world. I loved it when you would give a little bump update 
your brother mentioned the other day when we had that conference call with him he says you got to talk more about politics that was alarming and and i feel like an idiot when i talk about no the world and news no 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 because you know what people that are listening they'll either be turned off or turned on but they will think about how they observe the world or what their opinion it gets you thinking it's I miss that. I miss, I think it would be great if you'd block your show out. And I told you this early on. And it's just because the the world that I, that I came from, you block it out and you're consistent and you get a guest on, you get a guest on and it doesn't matter who your guest is. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to start interviewing homeless people under um, the bridge. It doesn't, me. you know what? That would be fantastic is just be safe. But you bring a guest on. I need on. an itinerary. I need a, I need a uh, what's it called? You need to uh, block it out. You need to block it out. Well, here's what I, you might have heard me say this on the show. Mm-hmm. This is a test year. I've never done this before. Sure. But I'm in this mindset where if I'm tied to a format for each yeah. episode, if I wake up every day and have to remember to, like it's accountability though i know but i just like to riff on whatever comes to mind like a stream of consciousness and if we have conversations with people i want it to be like what we just did like whatever happens i understand that but i i'm certainly because you say you open your show the same mm-hmm. with rob mon music everybody <laughs> download that on apple yeah. Uh, Apple and uh, Spotify and whatever else. Linked in the show notes. What? Linked in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly, you could you could be consistent on a couple things. I don't know. I just found that fact. Well, I'll I, bring I I'll bring the coffee fact back. That was that was. Interesting. I was trying to figure out like what's my brand, what's my thing. You know, I drink coffee like a crack addict. I'm a cracked out caffeine. What do you call it? Like I'm a. I think it's really boring and cliche to say how much you love coffee but I like really love coffee you do so Mm -hmm. I thought oh coffee fact Mm -hmm. but here I wanted to time out and go and say this about when you said you liked when I talked about the world and the news Mm -hmm. stuff going on Mm -hmm. I have to work on this is something I need to work on really hard or I'm clocking this taking a mental note that I've been made to feel Or I've allowed people to make me feel stupid about my intellect and make me feel like I'm, like, like can't speak. I don't know how to string string a sentence together. My thoughts and ideas don't translate out into words properly. I'm literally stupid when I open my mouth. I've felt this way. This started in high school, and that's when I found out that maybe I'm funny, or something. Because I told this story before I'll do a refresh. It happened in high school. And then it repeated when I made my big move to San Diego and that whole fucking fiasco where I was like muzzled and basically talked. uh, It was like a vocal. It was something I was aware of, like Jacqueline in a meeting. Do not fucking raise your hand. Like you're, Do you know why you are you retarded. Like when you speak, no one knows what you mean. No one knows what you're trying to say. No one gets you. And so this started in high school. Let me say this real quick before you go. I remember in my leadership class, which was a fun class, we put on all the assemblies and stuff. I remember, or was it, I don't know. It was like some class like that. I would raise my hand and ask a question or say something. And then all of a sudden everyone started laughing. Every time I open my mouth, people would be on the edge of their seat. What's she going to say? Because I'd sound ridiculous or ask a stupid question or whatever I said was 
I don't know if it's funny or I sounded dumb, but I have this narrative now, or I'm, I think it's a, I think it's in my subconscious where whenever I start speaking about the news, the world ideas, like if I talk about anything techie or business stocks, whatever you want to say, call it, I feel like I, sh- I feel stupid. Like I can't talk about that stuff. I get nervous to talk about it because I feel like a, I feel dumb and I know like I'm not super well versed on any one topic but for me to even edge like scoot on the edges of it and and talk about the general ideas and news and whatever I don't know I get nervous am I stupid <laughs> I don't know um I'm um Is that I'm sad? thinking well first of all so my um, my core wants to go knock on a few doors and take some people out that made fun of you because there's nothing worse than a bully. There's nothing worse than a bully. Bullies um, uh, tamper with people's psyche and generally a bully has been bullied themselves and they've got issues. So uh, if you explore and examine that, that might be helpful to you. Um, I'm old school. You just got to move on. You just got to move on. You know you're not dumb. You know you're talented. And for some reason, a few people, um, and I won't mention a name, is still occupying time in your head. And you need to figure that out. Well, it's... You need to figure that out. Because, you know, let's talk about that person without saying a name. Um, That person is standing alone right now. And all those talented people that were there and you were one of them are all gone they're all gone that person that kept you muzzled kept you muzzled because you might have been more creative you I'm might more have funny stole, than he fucking he, was you might have stole his thunder i think i'm okay you know you what need, this is but you, i'm but, gonna pop off Can but i, pop I off? would say i would say my motherly advice if you're asking for it that that person is um is occupying t- time in your mind, and at some point, um, you're gonna choose because it's to move on. Well, I hear you, mom. Uh, thank you. I think so. I I'm learning how to carry a conversation alone. I know you just said I don't know, like you listen to other people and you learn from listening. And I'm like I talk to myself. I learn about myself when I hear my own voice and talk hold on time out but I also obviously listen to podcasts all day long so I'm doing both but what I wanted to you say remind me of a tour guide you're just explaining what's going on <laughs> hi guys today is yeah. Wednesday mm-hmm. we went on a walk yeah absolutely well I'm storytelling I'm learning how to feel confident in my own voice and confident in my I guess intellect and any ideas and thoughts I want to share with the world and you guys listening I'm learning how to or I'm practicing, it's like a daily practice. I'm learning how to feel confident about that instead of in the past, I was insecure about my own ideas and thoughts and, and everything. And I don't know, it's just like. You didn't, <laughs> where you were in the past. And, 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 uh, I think that's why I play everything off as a joke because I don't want to be, if I say something 100% serious, I get like. Who? who's doing that now I'm saying if I I make everything I have to joke about everything even if it's something serious because it's like a defense mechanism it's a way for me to feel like well I wasn't actually really serious 
you know, this is just me having these crazy thoughts, you know, like if my opinion on politics, my opinion on the news going on, like anything, if I talk about it, it's like, I get really passionate about it. But the, after I speak, I feel like I can't just let this stick as stay as it is. I got to pop in a joke somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like think about this you listen to like npr you listen to people talk and they're like today in america the fucking railroad tracks are being remodeled or whatever and they're just spitting facts mm-hmm. right and they're saying they're they're not adding some sort of comedic shit to it mm-hmm. because i couldn't just do that and take it seriously i'd feel like i'm narcissistic and i believe my own bullshit i have to like constantly you might want to explore that. What you just said, the last ten words. I think you should explore that and and uh, and see what's going on. Yeah. I'm worried, you know, and I I have this to say too, mom. I'm my. I'm trying to be the most like. What's the opposite of a narcissist? I don't know. Like I'm just hung up on. I'm trying to be like your friend girl next door we know each other whatever I'm not like full of my own bullshit I feel like being a solo podcast host is awkward because you feel it's like self-indulgent I'm talking it's all about me and it's you know what I think but but time out so I'm saying like I constantly gotta take shit down a notch and poke fun and joke because if people think I'm serious all the time what do you care I know, but I don't want to be... What do you care? I don't want people to think I'm fucking full of myself. What do you care? I lived with that shit. What do you care? That guy's a piece... Of, that 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 man's sick, Okay, Jacqueline. true. That man's oh, okay. sick. Yeah. That I man's don't know. sick. I shouldn't worry about this. Yeah. Jacqueline's an overthinker. She overthinks. It's kind of... It kind of makes... It, it's, it, it's a little disturbing. What? It's a little disturbing. You got your whole life ahead of you. Um... There's there's so much opportunity. There's so much to do. And what I'm hearing tonight is a few incidences in your past have totally got you in prison. Not totally. Yeah, in prison. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I knew when I saw the whites of his eyes, he was a mother you-know-what. Well, Mom, he... And, and time he, out. Yeah. I don't harbor... Like, I don't... That's in the past. I don't think about... I'm just saying... I'm realizing now a year out or a year or so out of that, that there's certain things I do that I think are related to that. Like my behavior, the way I talk and and think and everything is kind of like still coming off of that where I'm trying to get back to just complete Jack, like normal. Are you trying to fit in where you don't belong? Yeah. Then you need to examine that. Well, that was the past. Mm-hmm. Now I'm absolutely, I don't care. But mm-hmm. anyways, we can wrap this up. I'm not hung up on that. Mm-hmm. I am. Well, I, I'm not being, I'm not in prison in my own mind. I'm saying that for me to be serious about talking about the world news and stuff is hard because I feel dumb. And that's and because it, the reason I brought that up is because of the past shit that I've been told and dealt with. But you know that's not true. Yeah, it's... I don't know. 
You know that's not true. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't care. If it's, I, it's not true. But I'm also at this point, and you we talked about this in the beginning. I'm not trying to make everyone happy. No. Some people won't like my style, how I talk, how yeah. I think. Who cares? Jacqueline, you walk. I in wish. It. So here's the thing. My ego or whatever. My yeah, examine that. What I want to do now, if I was me a couple years back going through that, you know how fucking opinionated and loud I am and just like, I'll tell you how it is. I'll tell you off. I wish I told off that mother, you know what, Mm -hmm. a lot sooner when I was awake to it. I was so in this bubble of, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wish like I, I, what I did at the end when I got vocal like that was what I should have done like week two. Like I could have popped off. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I learned a lot. Maybe maybe you're seeking something that isn't to be. For some reason, your soul has to go through this painful gyration. And you're going to look back in 24 months, 36 months, five years. I don't know what it's going to be. And you're going to go, oh, well, <laughs> I wasted a lot of brain power for nothing. Yeah. For nothing. I'm just unpacking myself, you know, thinking about everything. But That's one thing about this new generation. Uh, what do you call yourself? Millennials? What are you? Yeah, whatever. No, I don't know. What's an X? I'm, millennial? I identify. What, what's grandma's age group? I identify with them. You do have an old soul. That is absolutely true. Can you hear the helis going over? What is it? Military? That's from the Navy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it could be uh, a medical helicopter, too. Who knows? But um, old soul. Well, here's the thing. There's one thing about your age group, little whippersnappers. We wouldn't dare talk about this stuff out loud when I was your age. Everybody now, everything. There's so much. You know, you can watch 24 hours a day something on TV on how we're supposed to fix ourselves, change ourselves. There's something wrong with you. Um, I'm not thinking right. I don't look right. I don't feel right. We didn't have all that. We didn't. You could go get, um, uh, you know, you could go get some how-to book, I suppose. But um, the generation that you're in. There's so much coming at you. You don't know if you're coming or going. Yeah. People are like self-diagnosing themselves with shits like from social media. Self-diagnose. It's stupid. I don't. Here's. Can you agree with this, mom, about what I've done? I don't sit in problems. This whole show isn't me bonding with my listeners over all my life problems. Mm -hmm. I try to keep it light. I'll tap in and tap out of those topics. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't make this all about, like, for example, people make a fuck ton of money over coming to the internet and talking about mental health and their depression, and they make these memes, they post, it's okay to be gentle on yourself, take a nap. Who are they to dictate how we should feel? But my point is, they bond with people. People are like, well, they Mm -hmm. they stay in this low energy, Mm -hmm. sad, like their business is about like cure like help it's like helping people with their depression like i don't know how to explain it there's only one it's just like what i was telling about david goggins i we're receptive like i don't know what's in our dna we like hard knocks we like tough love we like tough shit and so i don't relate to that soft gentle it's okay well here's the deal here's the deal it's so Uh, annoying here's the deal there's only one person 
that can change your life. It's you. It's yourself. There's only one person that can um, make you happy, and it's yourself. A spouse can't make you happy. A mom can't make you happy. A dad, a friend, a puppy dog. Only the individual can make themselves happy. You can have all this stuff around you. You can go on, but you, you're in control of your happiness. You can only make yourself happy. Now, I understand there are people that are in this world that um, struggle because of um, a chemical imbalance, mental illness. Okay, I, I get that. Even in those situations, there's only one person that can help that person, and that's that person. Yeah, it's just it's it's the way it's the absolute way it works. Um, I would th- I would go toe to toe with any expert who thinks differently on that. Okay. Well, it, that's what people talk about when they finally make that change. It's the thing that comes from within. Mm-hmm. It's not some, like, I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. As a, <laughs> I joke, a social media addict, whatever. I feel like. I've seen it all, heard it all, read it all. I don't need, at the end of the day, we're being sold other people's lifestyles who are influencing us with their content every day, Mm -hmm. who are posting exactly what they do step by step by step. You know, at 6 a.m. I go here and I do this. I mean, here we are talking about our itinerary, what we did today, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's different. I'm saying like down to the, down to the pinch of salt they added to their fucking oatmeal. Like, it's unnecessary, redundant, obvious information about how to be alive and how to like take care of yourself. And I'm all about don't follow any of that. Follow yourself. Listen to your own intuition. Absolutely. I quit following anyone that was showing me a step-by-step plan on how to do their, you know, optimize their day and be a healthy fit person, mental health, get out of depression, like anything like that, because mm-hmm. it's, like I've here's the thing I think it's helpful for you in small doses but I cut myself off and now my whole life is about I'm in the driver's seat I'm listening to myself I know exactly what to do to keep myself up and to keep myself well and I get triggered like I just speaking of a pinch of oatmeal I just saw some bullshit like that today like someone's going on a new diet it's a it's a Wednesday they're starting some cleanse I'm like what just this isn't helping people this is just Mm -hmm. annoying like you're um, um, uh, you're basically broadcasting something that like a lot of people are going to get triggered by and it's I guess don't follow them then I don't know I get I get annoyed I'm like we like you said you didn't grow up with this kind mm-mm, of information mm-mm, not at and all. then that gets in your head and you're like well I should only do this and I mm-hmm. should do that and if I'm not going to Pilates mm-hmm. at 10 a.m with the girls and getting mm-hmm. a smoothie after and going yeah. out to happy hour like if I'm not living this lifestyle then I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, where I want to be, and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy. Focus so on what matters. Yeah, I don't like fucking doing any of that. Mm-mm. It's boring. Look, follow yourself. Listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. We could end on that. We did this for an hour and a half. Right now, I just I I want to I want to throw this in. Yeah, it's it's my bedtime, so I got to be up early. I got to I got to row. I got to walk, and um. And I, I wait a minute. I got a seven thirty Zoom meeting, and a nine o'clock conference call. I have a six a.m. call. Oh yeah, you got a six a.m. call. Um, 
But this is what I'll say. I believe you're wearing this headset because the NFL needs you on the sidelines. I am dead serious. I just pray to God the NFL, one of the owners, one of the producers, a player, a coach. A player. Listens to this. Uh, you're not filming this, gall darn it. But somehow finds Jacqueline Monroe because you belong with your um, assertive alpha female um, great looks intellectual uh, ability and you have a command you have a command of sports because you grew up in a family of athletes and you were an athlete your parents were athletes your grandparents were athletes we're all athletes and you grew up in sports and so you have a command and understanding you said the other day you used to love to sit in the dig dugout with the baseball book and and put in the K's and you know all the this and that you can talk sports like a rock star and I gotta tell you the men and women too the men would just start loving more sports listening and looking at you well shit I look like a football coach with this headset on yeah you do no you look like a broadcaster on the sidelines of the NFL and, get and I said I like the environment I love like the environment Maybe that's of why you're high doing energy this, stadiums and shit and you, 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 you understand it you understand it you grew up in it absolutely um well what's a cool thing thanks for saying that well i don't know about the nfl or whatever that's cool but i feel like a cool test for me moving forward with my career Mm -hmm. with podcasting with everything is assessing the fact that i pre-2020 jacqueline Mm -hmm. would be shell-shocked by this would be insecure about this would be not comfortable doing what I'm doing now and I think my younger self acting stuff like Mm -hmm. being on a stage being in front of people I still had that insecurity in my body where I was nervous to be out and on a stage even though I loved it I still had that little bit of Mm -hmm. or a lot of that insecurity Mm -hmm. where now I just don't even care so throw me on a camera, mm-hmm. throw me on a stage, mm-hmm. throw me wherever. What makes I you, feel like I will yeah. thrive now mm-hmm. because I'm not, I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. not like in my head about how I look, how I talk, how whatever I say. Like, I'm just down. Mm-hmm. I'm down to do whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm free about myself and how I present myself. And I think once you cross that barrier, who knows what's down the road for me, but I'm not counting out acting. I'm not counting out being a news reporter or whatever, a mm-hmm. not a news reporter. You'd be good at that sideline chick yeah. the, on the on the at the NFL games. Like, yeah. I just feel like me behind a mic but on a camera. There's a place for you. There's a place for it's you. It's cool. I don't there know. is a place for you. Um, it's it's just a beautiful life. And though. I'm blonde now. Beautiful. Yeah, you are blonde. Grandma was blonde. Doesn't that help? Not really. Blondes get higher before. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's on Fox News Network. You got to have extremely long legs. The Fox girls are hot. They have long legs, big boobs. Well, that's coming. Yeah. Got a tip plan in two years. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. See? Hmm. I get it. Wait till you see my first selfies with my new tits. I wouldn't wouldn't do implants until after you have children. Well, I follow a lot of Europeans, you know, like I'm more, I don't like to follow like what 
we do here in America. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like the We're brat so stall. It's everything's plastic. Instagram chick type of shit. Yeah, they're so boring. It's it's just not. I don't know. I like following European girls who are from like they're France, beautiful. Italy, even the UK. Well, they're just your, natural, and look, I'm kind look of at your brother's gr- uh, your brother's girlfriend from. Well, she's uh, well, she's French, fr- but French, and and look how natural. And I met her mother, just naturally beautiful. Nothing, no fakey anything. Yeah, it's so refreshing. I'm more into that, so th- I'm not counting out new new boobs, but I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice. Mine well, were I just want cut off. I just want bomb cleavage, just like mm-hmm. put on a bikini. It always looks amazing. Like, you know, I don't have to jimmy up my dresses to make my boobs look. I mean, they got huge this year from you know what, but well, I told I her. You guys know I, it. Bo- packed bo- on some boobs pounds are overrated. Year. What? Boobs are overrated. No, what if I have a tits and a huge ass? I mean, ass? there was a, you just follow, you. F- if you follow Hollywood over 50 years, you'll see big boobs, little boobs, flat boobs, no boobs, athletic boobs, big boobs. Um, it's what a is trip. it now? What is it now? I would I think it's say. it's going away. What? It's kind of away. Well, there's always, I don't know. For anyway. my anatomy, like just how I look, I think I would be hotter, like better no, aesthetically. No, not at all. It's boobs. not, a, it's not. The hotness doesn't come from your from physical. It comes from within. I have hot. Uh, it comes from within. Elbows. It comes from within. Did you hear me? Yeah, I'm trying to be the total package, though. It also comes you from are. outside. Well, I mean, that, that's just that's just natural. But um, anyway, there's <laughs> always going to be somebody. You're you're you look great. There's yeah. Well, I'm doing pretty good. There's always going to be um, somebody if we look at a pecking order there's always going to be somebody more beautiful more talented i'm not hung up on that i'm just I saying know I you're boobs. not i know and you know what and i've always said and i said it at the beginning of your show um my children all three of them are absolutely gorgeous <laughs> it's true and i'm not bragging to your audience well it's it's the truth that's a compliment it is to the yourself, truth mom. Y- you know it's the truth people have told me that my whole life about my children right and i've always told you kids your looks will get you in the door but you sure as hell better share getting in the door with everybody around you you have to you have to share what you have and our society is so cruel that somebody that um, was born with mediocre looks, okay, that's not their fault. Nobody asked to look the way they mm-hmm. look. Um, you know, our world is cruel. It's easier to get service if you're a beautiful person. Um, and and I, th- I believe beauty's within. It's not the outer shell. But, it but our society, our society is so cruel that it's just, na- they do scientific studies on this. Yeah. Everybody's attracted to... It's hard not to look at hot people. Yeah, look it's at Instagram. Um, well, but 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 I, what I'm I've s- decided I made conscious decision since I started the show to be humble about to not be humble lead, about your looks. But I don't. I'm I'm not leading. Before it was like ch- I was chasing that. Well, Jacqueline, just be a hot Instagram chick. Oh gosh. Go in, just like get that boob job, get that tan going, do the whole photo shoot thing, like go for it, girl. And now I'm leading with. Oh, she's a podcast host. If I post a pic, I'm not I don't lead with the photos and the aesthetic stuff. I'm leading with the show and my voice and my personal. I'm leading with who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's a compliment to this. Mm-hmm. It's like 
I still enjoy I like taking photos and you know doing cute stuff on Instagram but I'm not like just that's right. not me no, I'm not no. more than that I heard um I'm just kind of neutral on Oprah I, I, I'm neutral on her I, I don't I'm just neutral but I heard her and I've got a lot of her she interviews the most amazing people um I listen to her podcasts um but she super soul what super soul yeah so she I heard her say one time and it really resonated with me and you want to think about this Mm -hmm. she said that um, I'm not this is not verbatim but she's here to teach and she teaches through what she provides us and it's generally a person who has something to share with the world that's helpful so it's not about it's not about Oprah, the talk show host. She started out what in, in was she in Philadelphia or Boston or mm-hmm. you know as a news reporter anchor, and then she got this hell of an opportunity to host a talk show, and that talk show took off like wildfire because she interviewed people, everyday ordinary people with troubles and struggles that we all can relate to. Um, she brought in experts she brought in it was curated yeah that's what she did and and um, um, what I what I am saying this to you that may be your avenue too is your your curator is what you are I mean they, they've got ones in museums to because of the art on the wall you could be that for so many different um, well, that's areas. like what people do with their podcast. They bring in people they're interested in getting, you know, and interested in talking to because they're an expert on some sort of topic they want the world to know about. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people do. It's like reading a book. Yeah. But they're talking about it. Well, you're that person today. Am I? I was loving it in the beginning. You were just talking. I'm like, wait, this is going and I'm not saying a word. She's can just, she can just go. Oh, yeah. And you like, I, I think you like the sound of your own voice a little bit. Mm, you know, you're I'm a good sure. speaker. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. joking. What? Yeah, I'm a good what? You're like a good, you are good at holding a conversation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I could, I could talk for well, a living. It's so fun. To I watch could talk your... for a living if it's helping. It, it's, 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 uh, I'm all about service. I've always been, I've, I've been put on this earth to serve. Okay. Period. End of story. Yeah. And I keep so, that in mind with this show. Because it's easy to, it's easy, um, I'm a conduit to help somebody. That's all I am. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that um, um, involves deep conversation. And and uh, I, I do enjoy that. You know, today, what did I do today? Where does that come from? Well, you know, that's a good question. Like when uh, did this start for you? When did this start for me? I'll tell you when. Um, I, I, who knows? I would say the short bus in third grade when I, I, I didn't read or write in third grade. They put me on a short bus with, back in the day, they would use the R word to explain the people on the bus. Retarded. Retard. Retard. So I rode the short R bus, and I got on the bus, and there's very um, challenged kids on that bus wheelchairs um 
um, they, there was the um, what do you call the oh the crutches crutches that clicked on their 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 arms and and so my job on that bus was to help the bus driver get all those kids in their seats and get them buckled in and then I noticed the kids that weren't on the bus that were going into school were making fun of the kids on the bus and me and me mm -hmm. and and you were normal you just kind of yeah read. I just didn't read or write my parents were trying to figure out what's going on well um I'm dyslexic that's what they found out but f so for half the day I would get on the short bus go help the bus driver get all the kids l buckled in their seats and we'd get up to the school I'd help them get them off the bus into the room classroom that it wasn't your normal classroom whatsoever and I didn't learn anything in that classroom because then I was a teacher's helper I'd help the teacher um, with the girls to go to the bathroom and then and then it would be uh, half the day's over so I'd help the bus driver and the school teacher get the kids on the bus buckled in go back down to the other school and I'd help the bus driver get the kids off the bus and my classroom for third grade was in the front of the school and all the kids were looking out the window laughing at me so I I and I learned at a very young age um, what it feels like to be made fun of and empathy. then empathy compassion oh, yes and and it and and I watched my parents I grew up on a farm and and it seemed like my my dad and mom always hired less fortunate workers that probably wouldn't get hired anywhere else I mean they had other workers as mm -hmm. well and so and these workers would be at our kitchen table eating and so I I grew up around that I I, I watched quietly what went on um, I believe I was born to do what I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I recognize this in everything and you I do. And I should have been a nun, but I went to college but and fell in love. But you have kids. And I've got these three fantastic kids. I just put something together, what you just said, Mom. Yeah. So in third grade, mm -hmm. Can you imagine you're that? on the bus. These kids pixie. are getting made fun yeah. of. You're helping them. You're basically protecting them. Absolutely. And that has not changed. Like, the way you treat people, the homeless people you talk to, like, already being home, I've witnessed every single homeless person we pass. Everyone, like, we bump in and talk to them. You mm -hmm. genuinely want them to be well, and you want to, like, acknowledge their existence. And even what you do for work, mm -hmm. helping people struggling, you know, with their income and, mm -hmm. like... It's all of you have this soft spot where you take on it's like the empathetic thing where you can take on other people's pain and you immediately walk in their shoes when you see them you're like fuck I would suck to be them but you're like I can't just ignore this yeah, I have to help you? I have to say hello I have to make them feel better well why because you, you genuinely care and you want absolutely. to do that and i absolutely. think that's from the third grade thing you just said well absolutely and you know um like you feel really bad for people to the point of tears sometimes mm -hmm. like you really get but sad about and people. and and what i focus on every day is i'm a problem solver i'm a problem solver so i walk i walk into my office and there's a man sitting there in the cold, reading a book, homeless. Okay, I got a pot of coffee. Why not offer him some coffee? You know, you know, he's cold. He's cold. Mm -hmm. Warm cup of coffee. Is that the man across the street? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of hanging out he there. He reads a book, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, I noticed that. He's, okay. His name is Wade. Wade. He's about my age. Um, let's see. Today on the today I've got a I've got one of my tenants uh, in the rears five months rent. Okay, so the feds are giving money. Well, I'm competitive as hell. So if the feds are giving out money to people that can't pay their mortgages and rent, I want to make sure my tenants can get some of that money. Why? Because I got to pay my mortgage for all the places. But you know, to me, I'm solving a problem. I'm helping a person, and I never want a person to walk away from me that doesn't feel better about themselves in the situation. Okay, that, especially when you can help. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what what else are we here for? If we if we're not helping man uh, another person, what are we here for? What's 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 the point of all this? Yeah, and okay. you've connected those. I think that's the key. They always say like once you figure that component of life out, Easy everything peasy. else is your like you don't need to focus on anything else. Once you f- find out how you can help Easy. people, it's, yeah, I'm passionate about that people. feeling in your body is like. Yeah. nothing else well you know and i'm you've you've got this you're and i ki- weirdly feel like i'm sort of doing that on the show yeah you are but i'm you have a, i'm you are. trying to figure out exactly how mm-hmm. you will it will evolve it will un you have to be patient you have to be consistent and you've got to be willing to fail mm-hmm. you've got to be willing to fail you will not learn unless you fail got to be consistent yeah okay um, uh, um, and listeners out there in listening land, I don't really care what you think because I know my daughter's going places. She is working on herself. Um, every day she gets up, um, her goals are to um, be a better person in this world so the world's a better place. Um, she's got um, a rudder on her ship. She's got a core. You know about my financial goals now? Yeah, I saw all her financials. Saw, she yeah, saw all of that. I was pretty impressed. I was impressed. Um, I'll take some credit for that because I always made my kids work. I always said you take care of your bills before you pay yourself. Okay? Okay. Yeah. So back to the third grade bus, Jacqueline. i got to tell you something, though. To this day, I still bump into some of those people. Some of them have passed away because of their illness, but I bump into those people, and it's like we're on the third grade bus, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, um, I, uh, I, something good happened to me, and I try to, like, when I tell you you need to share your goodness with other people, you don't hoard it, okay? Um, thank the Lord. I was athletic because um, so third fourth grade was a little rough too. fifth grade is when you can start playing sports I was very good and that and that popped me up to back what you call the popular group I was accepted because I was so good at sports and guess what guess who came with me all the wheelchairs Mm. all the crutches all the the Rhonda my god her glasses were um, five inches thick she kind of looked funny. She was my friend. We used to call the, the mm-hmm. radio station to win free stuff. She was goofy. But you know what? Those All those people came with me. Makes all right? cry. No, it's true. They came with me. So when I'm telling you, you got to share your talents with everybody. You don't hoard it. Um, um, 
those people uh, they, you know it's just the way the world works it just you are crying it's the way the I world crying. works what the hell? okay I just imagine Rhonda with her five-inch glasses. Then I imagine. I know. I wish. Monica, this is why we need Monica, Rhonda. Oh my god. This gosh. is why we need time machines. All of my biggest wish is, I wish I could go back in time, and be a fly in the wall and watch my mom helping these kids. It was pretty. And just rough. see you like, I don't know, pushing the wheelchairs and stuff. Yeah, the bus driver. I remember him. He was kind of maybe he was only thirty-five years old, but he seemed like eighty-five. It's kind of a chubby guy. And I was a strong little farm girl. I was short. I was stocky, and I was strong. And and uh, and I wasn't the R word. I just was dyslexic, didn't read or write until I kind of got it together. I would say sixth grade, I had it together, and then I was launched, and then athletically, kind of thank the Lord that that came into my life. But um, yeah, that was that was pretty rough. Then my third grade teacher at the normal school, that was the year she was retiring. So, you know, I had to take a spelling test. Well, she wouldn't give me the spelling test. I couldn't spell. So this gal named Carrie would give me the spelling test, and I'd beg Carrie to give me the answers. Because Mrs. Bremerton, she was in the lunchroom. She was probably 65. She was retiring. She didn't care about me. So I flunked every. Carrie wouldn't give me the, she'd say, spell the word the the t-h-a the <laughs> wrong and here i am mom yeah and not wrong. to make this about me yeah never I, there is you can spell every any i word. never misses i never i, I got like 100 percent on every spelling i know test. Well, i like I, that I'm, photographic shit yeah 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 i couldn't spell so um third grade you know school was rough until i became until i till i they discovered they discovered my athletic abilities and that was my ticket to paradise. And it, you know what? What am I? <laughs> so sad. It was. What am I doing today? I'm still, you know, grinding it out. I'm rowing ten thousand meters. It's walking my happy five place. miles in the dark. It it, it 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 keeps me out of jail. Keeps me out of the <laughs> wine cellar most of the time. You know. Shit. Um, keeps it keeps me going. That's really cool, mom. Keeps me going. I just feel like. I don't know how to say this. When I say you're like Mother Teresa, no, you're you're just so nice and so genuinely kind to like the most the people that everyone ignores. You never ignore. You always make them feel seen and heard. And I feel like I just like love that. And I don't like. It's cool to find out kind of tonight um, what you said about school growing up, like where that comes from and mm -hmm. putting mm -hmm. those pieces together. And I, mm -hmm. it's inspiring. It's really cool. It's just like, I didn't wow. choose, you know, I didn't choose this. It's what I was, it's, 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 it's where I was placed, what I was handed. Well, it's who you are. It's how my parents raised me. They, they, they deserve a lot of credit. But it's definitely who you are. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. You are a saint. You are loving and kind and like. Well, you know, you don't. I'm you fallible. I it, say the f word, but with that's a okay. mother in front you, of it. Like for example, if we saw that homeless man, <laughs> and we passed him, you would have done a U-turn if you thought about ah, oh, we should have helped him. Mm -hmm. Like you would think about it and go back. Most people ignore it. Well, here's the thing. Or at least you'll acknowledge it and say something out loud. Well, I always do a little. A little sign of the cross. Yeah, always. Up. But here's the thing. 
nobody asks to be born and nobody asks to be born into the families they're born into. I kind of got lucky. I was born into a pretty nice family with all its dysfunctions and challenges, but at the end of the day, pretty decent family. That's what I was born into. Now, I can't, I can't take advantage of that, but I need to share that with everybody. I could be the girl that was not that was born into uh, a family um, that uh, struggled um, and that could have launched me in a whole different direction and I could be Walla Walla that's her name that that gal that walks by my office oh yeah the one went to counseling yeah she goes to her counseling and and by God, on the way to counseling, she's talking normal. On the way back, she already took her heroin or whatever it is at that day, and she's nuts. But you know what? I could be her. But I was born into a different family, and my family's not special, and my family's not better than anybody else. But you're not living on the streets. No. Yeah. No, nobody should be living on the streets. You know, I've said that so and many times. And I don't times. really care. I don't really care. Um what the person has done okay okay there's the person needs help nobody in america belongs on the street yeah and you know what in this community i'm pretty conservative of my like ideas about shit Mm -hmm. and 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 things uh i lean both ways but i feel like if i could sprinkle fairy dust Mm -hmm. but fairy dust and my mission and people have their different they're called to different Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. but i would just in a world in a first world and living in america the fact that like where i live i can walk you know a couple blocks and there's people sleeping every night under the bridge and i'm like we have so many resources like how can this get not completely eliminated it's probably impossible but drastically improve our homeless situation where it's like dumb that there's homeless people like why do why does this person have a place to stay right and i know that's a big that's sprinkling fairy dust but but at least you're you have you're conscientious about it because i think of their soul i think of every soul alive Mm -hmm. right now like there's other issues that aren't that don't revolve around whether or not someone has a roof over their head Mm-hmm. And someone has a warm meal and like, you know, can we, I don't know, like employ these, employ these people somehow or give them a, well, I've talked to you about Can that. Elon Musk build some sort of like I've talked mega shelter that. that in every city that's like a sick place. I don't know that there's detox there. There's, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to buy, um. A bus. Yeah, I was gonna buy a a, a, a line of buses, okay, and uh, and uh, I was gonna drive around. My sisters and I, we're gonna pick up all the homeless people, and I don't care what they're on. I don't care if it's meth, heroin, marijuana, booze. I I don't even care. Pick them all up. Then I was gonna buy the old uh, Walmart built, uh, the old Walmart before they built the big super duper one and that was just going to be a mega center you know you're going to need some rubber oh, I room. remember that Walmart. you're going to need some rubber rooms uh you're going to need you know you're going to be a lot of wraparound services 
okay that takes a lot of money to do and nobody nobody yet in our world has it figured out we're doing little baby steps here and there I'm I'm doing that with what I do every day with the people mm-hmm. um, and you know all those people I, what I can do you know if we all do a little bit more and our government we're supposed to take care of our linkus, weakest link um, there's a lot of people though that, that see a drug addict on the street and they'll say as they're as they're tipping back their triple cocktail oh well they did it to themselves they're drinkers well yeah and so are you i just Um, it's hard to i think what it is for us is we see it and it's really hard on our hearts to see it mm -hmm. we're carrying people because i just imagine what would it be like to be in that sleeping bag under the bridge people we're carrying people and your viewers should know we're not bible thumpers christian fanatics um uh we're not okay uh i am a christian woman who married a catholic man so i became catholic i just like i love going to the catholic church and sitting there in peace it's like meditation Um, for you uh yeah 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 we just did this for two hours and we're spiritual people that care about people and we're here we're here for a purpose and it's not to get uh, more stocks it's not to get a fancier house or car what is this house 70 years old Mm-hmm. It's classic. Love it. The ranch. We really got out on a tangent. We did. You either you either sat there and put people to sleep, or you fired them up and they want to go solve homelessness. I don't know. This podcast is so Itch. Jacqueline can um, embrace her future of helping people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it might be it might be the viewers watching NFL football on Sundays when they see you on the sideline, or who knows? Maybe you'll end up um, becoming a a psychiatrist that helps the most tormented souls on death row. I don't know, but you're going somewhere. Trophy wife. Trophy wife. Trophy wife. Oh, yeah, no, no trophy wife. Boring. 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 Give me another Gucci purse barf. <laughs> Seriously. Um, you know, I'm telling you, guys, a real man, a real man just wants his girl to have freshness. I've been doing no that lately. Makeup. You see me? I don't give a fuck. Um, cusses a little bit, but not too much. I few sound f- like a fucking truck driver around this f- fucking house. Well, but I'll say this. Can you can you notice it? I think when I come to Washington, I start talking like fucking truck. Yeah, like but, a but that's not who we are, though. But even. I No, but when Julie and I just talk, we get a twang, and I don't know where it comes from. Because you're funny. You guys just are like, hilarious. Let it, like, it's I Jules just, and Jack's show. Maybe that's what it's going to be. She wants us, my sis, She wants Julie and I to do a show called Jack and Jules. Right? Jack and Jules. Jules... Jack and Jules. Yeah. Jules and Jack. You're dyslexic. It's Jack and Jules. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's true. I am dyslexic. Um, it, it would be fun. She's got to let go of the fact that if 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 we're doing it, she's got to go full in, full on. 
I don't know. She can't. She can't. She's but a, like, she's a prosecutor. Yeah. She's she got can't. a reputation. Yeah. She's, but I think well, it's, it's not about her reputation. It's about her protection because she's prosecuting dangerous people. Well, of course. So, um, I just think it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's fun being home though. Just like letting my hair down. Absolutely. Eating cake. Yeah, absolutely. Jacqueline, to wrap this show yeah, up, this is what to I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah. You are a success story. I rolled into town in San Diego, flew in a week after your sister flew in, hanging out of the beach. Well, we weren't surfing. Body surfing? I don't know what I was trying to Buggy do. Buggy warning. I about killed myself a few times. Um, what has happened from July until this day Drugs. is just awesome Meds. it's amazing medication bitch no 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 you're not on a you're not on a strong enough dosage to be um you just needed a little uptake okay well 20 mil uptake. you're on a very 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 and i speak from experience you're on a very light dosage what and do people do like 100 milligrams at Jacqueline a lot Jesus Christ you just, just needed Molly. you know let's just face it you went to San Diego got yourself wrapped up with a psycho and uh, really let down and hurt um, and and wounded like a like a like a you know a golden retriever well I woke up yeah I just, woke up and and you know you're putting yourself back together and you know what and I'm blonde now you're putting you're you're putting yourself back together and it's just amazing it's just amazing you could have been still sitting in the swamp and let's let's say this you uh, the pandemic hit yeah so so the y- 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 the pandemic hit you lost a job uh you live in a beautiful remember where i did grocery delivery yeah you did that because i told you to work so you're de- de- delivering groceries yeah because you're not a slacker but you basically live by yourself and not seen a soul for nine, ten months. Yeah. And look what you've done. You started your own business. You're working for that company out of Canada, PR, blah, blah, blah. You need to you need to be kind to yourself and you need to th- No, I I'm fine worth where I'm at. I yes, think it's awesome. wild though since the last time you saw me. It was rough. That's what's it cool. Was rough. This is a learning lesson for all y'all out there. You just make a decision, man. You just decide. Pivot. I think you I've choose. been ind- indecisive. And in, in, indecision makes indecision caused me to be paralyzed on how to make steps forward with my mm-hmm. life. So I've divorced that lifestyle of being indecisive. Yeah, yeah. And I've just said, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm doing that, and that's it. Nothing else. And you focus on what you you just focus on those little things. Mm-hmm. You move the needle forward every day. And I feel more satisfied with my life and more fulfilled because I'm not in this washing machine of constant ideas and new things I want to do and places I want to go and people I want to see. It's just like I'm a podcast host. I'm in PR and I do yoga. You guys know my drill. We should end this. We should end it. We're coming up on Joe Rogan's three hour. Oh, geez. We got 23. Joe Rogan is radical. 22 minutes he's not radical he's out there i like the ritual you ever listen to the ritual, ritual yeah i like that show he's got some very fascinating people and i like um his voice and it's not so aggressive and he's more calm 
Joe's not aggressive. Then when I listen to Snoop Dogg, man, holy cow, that's a whole nother detail. Snoop Dogg? Mm-hmm. He's funny. Serving my rhymes like nickels and dimes. <laughs> oh, okay, Plug it wrap in. it up. Let it's, it play and let me blow your mind. I'm a little hungry, and it's, it's late. You're getting up. All right, guys, that's it. Mom's at 30 plus 30 plus don't play, 30 Don't play. We don't know what's going to happen. The microphone's just t- stay, stay put. Okay. This could all get deleted. So that's it. Uh, first interview. Thanks, Mom, for being mm-hmm. here. Hey, patron.com. Plug it. Patron.com. Patreon. Patreon. See, patron. Patreon.com. Slash. Slash. The Jacqueline Monroe TJMS. Show. TJMS. TJMS. Once again, that's patreon.com slash TJMS. Now, listen, guys, if it's mostly guys listening. Now, um, hold off from buying a six-pack once a week. Count up what that would cost. Now, if you're drinking a good six-pack like I like, it's about 13 bucks a six-pack. So 13 times four weeks equals, and that's what you commit to the Jacqueline Monroe Show. Cause and I what do they get for that? Oh, what did they get for that? Exclusive is content. A, 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 Pictures ex- of Jacqueline. Yeah, exclusive content, inside information. Phone calls. Uh, phone calls. And I, those phone calls, I don't know about She's that. weird about it. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessary, especially when Not they're married. Not everyone gets a phone call. I mean, you have to sign up for it. Yeah, you sign up. You know, you get a, you're, you're phone calling a married man. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's 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 uh, that's something you might want to think about. But anyway. Um, it's a business. It, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> It's worth sliding. A, it's worth sliding uh, uh, a contribution. It's like a donation. Support it's my career financially. It's it's a, it's like a donation. Fund and then Jacqueline pays it forward. I do. Yeah. I give you a show uh, every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And then you can go over to the Apple Podcast app. Yes. If you like this episode with my mom, leave a nice review. Yeah. Talk about how cool she is. How calm and soothing she is. Mm-hmm. And then, what's last? Oh, uh, follow me on Instagram and YouTube and all the places. Uh, YouTube podcast resumes in January when I'm back in San Diego. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you can go watch like 40 video episodes right now that are up from the last couple of months. And yeah, that's all I've got for you today. I think I'm going to call it here. We got an early phone call tomorrow to make early wake up so go let my mom go to bed thanks mom mm-hmm, you're welcome any last words i just love you to pieces oh, you made me cry tonight this is fun all right guys have a great day whenever you're listening night i don't know and i'll talk to you tomorrow all right bye all right today's patreon.com slash tjms patron shout outs go to are you ready? Are you ready, Ricky? Ricky Jensen. Trevor. Trevor, are you ready? Trevor Garrett. Why am I being funny? Like, this is dumb. Eagle One and Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Thanks, guys, for your support. It means a lot. You're awesome. Have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>